here live at Crown Industrial Park. And you know if I'm coming down here, I'm on special location. It's a dope-ass interview coming up. And no, none other, one of the dopest artists that I've seen, I'm probably gonna purchase some art after this interview because she is doing some amazing things all across the world and in Baltimore. The next voice you'll hear is Miss Emma Childs, the artist from Baltimore. When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help provide nutritious food for a family in need. Because eating healthy shouldn't be a luxury. It can help someone with housing challenges and be a catalyst for a new beginning. Because a safe space to call home is the foundation for building a better future. Give today. Spark something bigger. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. We are live and direct in Baltimore, enjoying ourselves, having some libations, but more importantly, we're here to talk to Miss Emma Childs. How are you? Hi, Aaron. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. I really appreciate you taking time. This has been and working for like six months? Something like that, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. But, you know, our timing is good because I just moved into this new space, so I'm excited for you to see it. Oh. Excited to have you here. And I'm excited to talk to you. Folks, if you could look at this spot, this spot is ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing. The art on the wall. Oh, man, I feel like I'm in the, the Brooklyn Museum of Art right now. <laughs> Thank it's you. Dope, it's a lot of dope stuff going on. So, big time artists in the city. That's what I think in my mind. <laughs> um, everybody I told who I'm doing this interview with, they were like, we can't wait to hear this interview. Because oh, she's doing so you. many cool things in the city outside the city, we'll talk about Amazon, we'll talk about all that good stuff, okay? We'll get to it. Let's talk a little bit about you so we kind of know a little bit more about you. Are you from Maryland originally? I am, I'm from, I grew up in Northern Baltimore County, uh, Moncton, Maryland, which is probably about 40 minutes north of here. Um, in, it's kind of horse country. I went to elementary and middle school out there at St. James Academy. And then I went to high school also in Baltimore County, but in Owings Mills to Garrison Forest. So I'm from the area. And then I went to uh, Maryland Institute College of Art for undergrad. So I'm very familiar with the Baltimore area. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, little known fact, my sister went to Garrison Forest. No also, way. Different, we, we, we have we, talked we about talked that. A little yes. bit. Yeah, yeah. She went different times, but she was a, she calls her, I'm a Garrison girl. Yes. That's what she calls herself. <laughs> so I understand. I understand. So take us back to like, you know, when you were growing up, were there any artists in your family? Um, my grandmother was an art teacher, okay. um, but other than that, not really. My dad's an architect and my mom is a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I actually, as I've been working, I see, and I can talk about this more later, but I kind of see the culmination of both of them in my work. 
Um, but I am the only artist that does like a traditional artist in my family. Um, but I think my family is creative and they're also entrepreneurs. They both work for themselves. So um, it's, I guess it comes naturally, but it's not, a, I don't come from a line of artists, no. Gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. So when did you start picking up the paintbrush or, you know, like the pen and just like really feeling like feeling? There's pictures of me when I don't think I can even talk yet, painting and drawing. So I've always loved to create art and I've always loved drawing and painting and um, making things, but uh, yeah, I mean, for as long as I can remember, art was always my favorite subject. And then in high school, I kind of was approached by the director of the art program at Garrison, and she sort of introduced me to the idea of going to college for it, and it doesn't just have to be your favorite subject. Like, I was spending my freeze <laughs> doing painting projects, mm -hmm. um, and she was like, you know, you can, do, you can specialize in this and do something that you love and kind of follow that path. That's pretty dope. I mean... Like, so I took this art class in high school called Batik. Uh -huh. And it was like, you put like a wax pen and you put the wax and it burns the wax and it does an outline Ooh, cool. of the drawing. Yeah, 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 And yeah. then you put the colors inside of it. Uh -huh. And it's like on this- Like it, a resist process yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I was, cool. so the running joke in high school was I took Batik 101, Batik 102. <laughs> Cause that was my class. Like, You're a pro. I was a pro at You're it. You're a you pro. Know? So I like, I love art. Um, I was, back in the day, I had, my mom was a great artist. And I thought I was an artist too. Then I mm -hmm. realized I went to an art show. I was like, I'm not really an artist. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not there. So when did you, like in high school or middle school, you're like, yo, this is, you, did you start, were you entering any uh, award ceremonies, like any, any contests like that? I did a program in high school with the National Gallery of Art where I went there every Saturday and we learned all kinds of different things. And then I had to create a work. Um, I created a painting for it. I'm thinking it was a long time ago, it feels like now, so I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what my project was, but I ended up doing a talk there at the end of it, and um, that was kind of like, and then I had I did get a couple awards in high school for art. I'm not gonna recall them right now, it's but um, that was all kind of spearheaded by that teacher. She was kind of like always pointing me in the direction of this is what you should do next, this is what you should do next, and um, she, ultimately pushed me to apply to MICA and a couple other art schools too. So did you think that's what you wanted to do? Like, um, like in school, did you want to be an architect like your dad? Did you want to be like your mom? Like, or, you know, was there, or was art always in the back, your bone, back, like, like I can see it, but uh -huh. I don't know if I really want to do this. I never really felt pressured from myself or anyone else to say what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, it never felt like something that I needed to, it always felt like something I would feel out and I always just kind of did what I enjoyed doing. And then once I was presented, I had to choose where to go to college. Like I had to choose what I was doing next in that situation. And so that's when I was like, okay, like this, I applied to my guy, got in and I still wasn't totally sure what I wanted out of a college experience. So I actually went to college of Charleston for a year. <laughs> Which was love quite Charleston. lovely. Love, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Charleston's lovely. Yeah, that it may was be lovely. my number one, sorry, number two favorite city in the United States. Yeah. Number one is Baltimore. Obviously, yes. But Charleston, the food, the culture. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, I don't regret that at all. I had a wonderful time and I made friends. And then I kind of like woke up my sophomore year and was like, I kind of want to work really hard at this and I wanna be challenged in a way that I'm not gonna be challenged here. So I reached out to Micah and they 
let me, I didn't even have to reapply, went right back in. And I started there halfway through my sophomore year. And I'm really happy I did that because I learned so much. But I'm happy I got both experiences, honestly. You definitely, I mean, I think every experience shapes the person. Right. It shapes who you are. Some of your style may be from the Southern style. You can bring it up North. And whatever you see, you might see other artists doing something like, oh, it's pretty cool. I like that style also. You know, I can mm -hmm. learn, you know, were there any cool artists down there that you remember that influenced you down there than while you were down there in South Charleston? Aaron, I was more focused on eating and having fun down there. It. Facts, <laughs> facts. But I love that facts. city. The architecture is oh. really inspiring down there. And I mean, it's a beautiful place. So, I mean, beautiful things are inspiring in themselves. So we can give it that credit. Charleston, South Carolina, you need to have me have a show down there because I'm too talking about it now. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I, I, um, I, I understand. So you came back here to Micah. And was that a decision where it was kind of like you wouldn't be close to family again? Were it was really like about or education wise. You wanted it was really about education wise. Okay. I think I like got it out of my system. I went and I eased into the college experience down there, and mm -hmm. I sort of had my year away. And I really wanted to. I came back and was really motivated to work hard, and to be able to work hard out and learn about something that I'm passionate about. I feel like that's a privilege. And so it was really inspiring to start at Micah and I felt really lucky to be there. And that was the first time I really felt that in an education environment. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, I would not, definitely not be doing, I don't know what I would be doing right now if I didn't end up there. I would probably be doing art, but I don't know what it would look like. And I've talked to a lot of different Micah people who've gone to school there for grad school, grad, all that good stuff in undergrad. Did they teach you a little bit about economics of art like the background of like art did you learn a little bit about that they did there was a professional practices class which was helpful um they took us around the city we learned about like kind of like grant writing that kind of stuff um i learned the most honestly about doing this as a career from katie pumphrey who you have interviewed before yeah. she's a friend of the pod um yeah, shout out katie. i was her intern my senior year at micah and that's how we became friends. And she actually, it showed me this whole space. This is where I was an intern. And she showed me actually what it looks like to be a full-time artist, because that's what she's been doing for the past, I want to say like seven years. It's been a minute. It's been yeah, a minute. yeah, you can fact check me on that. But she, um, she was really inspiring to me and she still is an amazing mentor to me. And that was honestly probably the most educational, like professional practice. Oh experience that I've had and I mean it continues to be helpful and we help each other and that's been a really cool thing. So when did you like you're, you're getting through Micah you got mentorship from Katie Pomfrey when did you realize like like this is what I want to do as a career this is what I want like you know you're gone through college you're seeing it you're like I gotta hustle I gotta put out art when did you realize like this is what I'm gonna do this thing? I'm pretty good at being step-by-step with my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense coming out of my mouth, but um, like I graduated and I was like, okay, I need to get a studio now. So I found a studio, I subletted part of a studio and just immediately started making work and putting my work out there and kind of, not like fake it till you make it, but kind of, yeah, like acted like I'd been there before and mm -hmm. <laughs> just sort of started submitting my work to shows. I started getting shows, publications, things like that and kind of acting like I was supposed to be there and it just kind of worked out. But I also started with a part-time job. I was doing display windows at Anthropology right. a couple times a week, so. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> somebody gotta pay for the, the beautiful floor, yeah. you know, place and whatnot. So 
But when we come back, we're going to talk about that moment when she was like, yeah, and that first sale of like, wow, okay, I'm here, I've arrived, and you're still arriving, and you're in this space. And when you got invited to those art shows, you're like, oh, okay. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that, talk about Amazon. We're going to talk about, was it, I'm not going to talk about, yeah, we can talk about the show that's coming out very soon that it'll be, it'll be aired after this, but things that you got going on in Baltimore because you got some hot stuff that we will need to know about. Thanks, Aaron. We'll be right back with some messages, folks. Are you or someone you love in need of mental health support? For All Seasons is now offering same-day therapy appointments with no wait list. Through the For All Seasons open access program, you can walk in for mental health services and begin therapy in the same visit. For All Seasons accepts all insurances and provides financial assistance if you need it. For therapy, psychiatry, or victim support, we have appointments available today. Call For All Seasons, 410-822-1018. Hi, my name is Katherine Womack. I'm a former strategic intelligence officer with the U.S. Navy. I spent the last couple of years at U.S. Cybercom and transitioned from active duty after 15 years into small business ownership. I own and operate a digital marketing agency in the state of Maryland. So a lot of people approach me thinking that digital marketing is simply social media management or maybe doing Google ads or Facebook ads, things like that. But what digital marketing really is, is an umbrella term for a multitude of tactics to get small businesses found by the people who need them. I personally specialize in search engine optimization, website development with conversion architecture in mind. And what that really means is the people are going to your website and doing the thing you need them to do. And oftentimes it's requesting a quote, an appraisal, things like that. So there's definitely a psychology to website development and we lean really heavy into the psychology of sales to get people to do the things you need them to do. A lot of times as a business owner, you haven't had the time to think about what your needs really are, what your challenges truly are, the, the sources of those challenges. I can guarantee you in most cases, it's not simply that you need an ads campaign and that's where I can add value to your marketing strategy. And folks, we are back with artist Emma Childs. This is a bit in a great discussion. We're learning about her upbringing coming up in the art game. And we can do a little cheers before we get into it. Cheers. cheers. Definitely. So, it's refreshing for all those that are listening. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the moment when you were like, damn, I got something. Like, I, like that first piece that you were like, somebody was like, we want to buy it. Like, like that, that was that moment uh -huh. where you were like, Oh shit! I'm, I'm I'm here. Okay, I've actually never told this story before. Exclusive, exclusive, <laughs> like like DJ Clue if you were an '80s '90s kid. <laughs> yes, um, at my on my thesis okay. at Micah, you have like your final critique, which a couple professors come in and they a critique is where you they talk about your work freely as if you're not in the room basically, 
Um, so you have to be good at taking criticism naturally. And so they can be a little nerve wracking. Um, but I had an amazing critique and I was recording it on my phone so that I and they knew that um, so that I could listen back to it later because you're so nervous in the moment. You're not really like taking anything in. And I left my phone recording and at the end of the critique, I walked out of the room and they were still in there. And at the end of the recording, they they're saying, wow, like she's really got it. Like she's set. I don't worry about her at all. She's going to be huge. <laughs> and wow. I was like, okay, that's a really, that's a good note wow. to end on. <laughs> wow. And they didn't know and the camera was rolling. No, no. Did they know about it? Did they ever know about that? I mean, they know they said it. I don't, and I mean, they know that my phone was recording. So, I mean, I don't think they have anything against me hearing it, but it was nice to hear wow. <laughs> like after. How I does left. that feel that your professors are like? That you it felt really good. Cause I mean, transferring into Micah, I definitely was never the most talented in the room. It's such an incredible place with really, really talented people. And I liked the fact that I was not the most talented in the room or the most creative ever at any given moment. But that can also bring in a little anxiety and a little bit of like imposter syndrome, like should I be here or not? And that was definitely some reassurance that I needed in that moment. And it kind of like set me for graduation on a really good note where I felt confident or at least that I could present confidence in a way that I hadn't before. I think we all get feel a little part of imposter syndrome. You know, you don't really know. You're not sure about yourself. You don't know what's the confidence level, you know, and you know, it's always a changing point. Like right. and that's a great part of the story. People who judge you are like, yo, she is good. And that, <laughs> that's a good feeling. If that's a good feeling, that's a great feeling. And at that point, you're like, let's 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 make magic happen. Right, know? right. And so, I love that people connect with my work. And like, the longer I have been doing this, the more people have had the opportunity to connect with my work. And it's just, it doesn't really get old to see someone get excited about it, because, you know, I'm just making things that I want to make, and I love that the world receives it well. Now, what would you say your style is? Tell us about your style. Mm, I would say, I mean, if I had to describe it without someone looking at it, I would say it's kind of geometric abstraction, a lot of color field work. I do a lot of shaped canvases is kind of what I'm known for. So canvases that aren't the traditional rectangle or square. Um, but I mean, it's kind of hard to categorize abstract painting. So, I mean, you could just call it abstract painting too. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's probably the best way I can no, describe that's it. No, that's a great way to describe it. And folks, you know, I'll we'll, we'll be on my IG page. You can go to her IG page and check out her awesome styles and her website, we'll talk about it further on yeah. so let's talk about some of the shows like where have you gone all across the world and things like that where have you been going yeah. and tell us a little bit about that um i've shown a bit in new york uh, i've shown in london i've shown kind of all over the united states in california florida um new orleans to name a few it's not they're not all gonna I, I work with a gallery um in charlotte north carolina and they've been huge for my career because they are really really good at pushing my work out there and they've gotten my work into many many different they do a lot of residential work so a lot of homes as well as commercial spaces so i mean i love my work being enjoyed anywhere but it's cool to think back on all the places it's gone so far that's dope so you know, you've traveled, you've been to shows. How do people get behind a sneak peek behind the curtain? How do you get invited to these shows? How does that even happen? Do you submit something or? You can submit to shows. I 
uh, go through phases with submit. I mean, when I, I go through phases where I'm kind of more introverted and I'm making a lot of work and then I kind of wake up and I'm like, wow, I have a lot of paintings in here. I need to get them wow. out somewhere. And so you can apply to shows. Um, there's a lot of galleries and organizations do open calls. So, um, that's a good way to get your work out there. I mean, Instagram in general is a good way to just keep people like involved in your studio process. So Instagram is definitely huge. And I'm discovered on Instagram probably more than anywhere, any other method. That makes sense because a lot of people, I think for me, Instagram is always about that pretty picture that makes you stop and like, oh, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like with a, a moment in time where you're like, oh, let me check it out. You know, uh, like I was saying earlier before off camera, I have a lot of people who are like, she has really dope art. A couple people we know common who bought art from you. And they're like, we just love her style. We love what she's doing out here. And you know, and that's huge. So when you, do you ever get calls and say, hey, we need you here. We need your artwork here. Mm -hmm. How does that feel? Like when you, like, get, how does that feel when you get that call? And they're like, hey, we want you to come down to, I think I saw you were in Atlanta one time, a couple weeks ago, like a year ago, or no. not Atlanta, or somewhere down south maybe. Maybe it was Charlotte. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I just had a show in Charlotte, Charlotte. earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked like yeah. a good-ass time. Yeah, Heidel Brooks. Well, shout out Heidel Brooks. I had yeah. a show with them. Um, I've had a couple solo shows with them now and then a couple group shows with them, and they're amazing. They're a woman-run gallery. They've been up and running for over 25 years, and they're just amazing. So, yeah. Until the serious call, you say, come on down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We, yeah, they pretty much always have me on the schedule at some point, And then I'm always sending them new work too, mm. based on what they need. So they know what their clients like. And we kind of collaborate in that way a lot. Take us in your mind. Like when you get in work grind mode, like, do you shut off the world for a little bit? And you're just like, I'm focused. I'm in the studio. I'm getting my work done. Like I'm trying to get my creative, like, where do you get your creative juices from? How does that all happen? Um, I think making myself come to the studio and at least starting things, um, is where I get my creative juices. There's actually, my favorite quote is my dad's favorite quote. He showed it to me in high school and it says, whatever you can dream to do or want to do, begin it. Boldness has genius power and magic in it. So mm. simplifying things down into just beginning something, um, kind of takes the pressure off. And so my paintings are done in layers. So I think about that quote a lot because I'm just, I, if I don't know what to do with a surface, it's just begin it, add one thing, and then the next thing kind of comes. So the work informs itself in that way. And that's kind of where my creative juices flow. Like I'll make a blue shape and then I'm like, oh, I, I know what that needs next. Like things start to make sense. And then it kind of organically grows on itself in that way. Now, is there any music you listen to before? Like, is listen, there like a vibe? Like, like for me, like I listened to '95 hip hop because uh -huh. that was like when Tupac and Biggie, and that was like when the Source Awards are jumping. Like, if you don't want to be on the, your your producer all of them, your video, you come <laughs> to the West Coast. But yeah. like that, it just gets me hype before yeah. I do a, a show. What do you do? My Spotify is a wild place. There's, okay. It's a wide range of music in there it'll be like very sad vibes sometimes okay. in here uh, that'll also be just like travis scott on full volume sometimes mm. it depends on the mood i'm flexible i also sometimes will just want to listen to a podcast like i want to hear someone else's thoughts and not my own and just kind of like get lost in that too so it's it depends nice nice now for like a i'm looking at a painting behind you right now i'm looking at a couple different like how long does that take you to do something like that because i'm looking at this thing and i'm like 
Uh -huh. This is amazing. Like I, I mean, I mean, we'll have video. He that the producer is shooting, and you'll get a little idea of the studio. But like, how long does that take you to do something like that? That, that one directly behind us. Directly behind, behind us. Yeah. I mean, I'm always work. So I get that question a lot, and I'm always working on multiple at once. So it's really hard to answer. Okay. But I can crank out. Like I try to finish around six good sized paintings a month. Wow. At least. But it depends. Like, I'll be working, like, you'll see that pile of wood over there. I'm about to do a grid of small works. Um, you might have seen, I've done those a couple times mm -hmm. on my Instagram. Um, so they're 14 by 14 inches each, and they make up kind of one big piece. But it's cool because people can kind of pick and choose and kind of almost create their own work mm. out of these grids. And so that'll be about 30 paintings if you consider each one its own painting. Mm. Um, so it, it's always different. But, I mean... I can work really fast. I don't like to work under pressure like that, but I can crank out paintings pretty quickly if I need to. Because I mean, I'm looking for something for Christmas time. I'm looking for a painting for Christmas time. I'm just gonna throw it uh -huh. out there. Uh -huh. A little uh -huh. quick plug, Christmas time. I'm looking for a sign. <laughs> I'm looking all around here. What could fit in my house? Oh yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Amazon. How did it all happen? I saw it on IG. My producer saw it on <laughs> IG. The whole world saw it on IG. Thank you. What's up with that? I'm super proud of that project. Um, so I have a series of five paintings. They make up one piece called Through Line. It's in the Amazon headquarters in Arlington. Um, they reached out to me about a year and a half ago now. It was about a year of like in production. Um, and I couldn't talk about it until it was up in mm. the building. So that was kind of cool to be working on something in secret because I'm used to sharing my process pretty openly online and um so they had a, a team of cons like art consultants and they reached out to me and kind of described the concept of the building as a whole they were interested in having artists that were from the area um create work for the space so yeah i proposed my i made some sketches i proposed my idea and then i just kind of made it and then i delivered it and it was installed and yeah how it good does that cool. feel like in the Amazon headquarters, Amazon two hours called like your stuff in there? Like that's dope. Yeah, I'm really proud of that project. I, I'm really proud to have paintings on that scale in a space like that. So they'll be enjoyed by so many people right. on a daily basis right. and they're in their permanent collection. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Now, have you ever done anything for any magazines or anything like that? For any like art or like or I've been order? in a couple magazines. Okay. Um, there's a magazine out of London called Art Maze, mm -hmm. and that's one of the first publications that my work was included in. Um, I was in New American Paintings, is another really cool magazine. I was in the it was 2021 or 2022. I was in that, and, um, and then I was in British Vogue in 2020. Nice. Do you ever take a moment to take it all in and be like? Wow, like, like, do you ever have that moment where, like, you're like, this is, I can't, like, you pinch yourself, you're like, I belong here, but like, like, I always have those moments of like when I'm, like, we flew a helicopter last year for uh -huh. the Navy, and I'm like, wow, like, how did I even, like, I deserve, I, I should be here, but yeah. like, I don't know how I'm here, but we're here. Have you ever had that moment? Yeah, yeah, I do have that moment, some, especially like right now when we're talking about it, because right. I mean, I'm not thinking about all that stuff on a daily basis, obviously. I'm kind of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because um, 
you know, we have to pay the bills and what's gonna, yeah, pay <laughs> what Fanny's going to sell next and what am I going to make next? And I want my work to keep evolving organically. So I don't, I'm not thinking about that stuff very often, but also at the same time, like being in my new space like this, it's kind of a culmination of all those things. And so I feel really lucky and I feel really proud of what I've done so far, for uh, sure. That's dope, that's dope. What advice would you give to any young artists out there who are coming up that are ranks, who were like in college right now, they're trying to figure it out their way. What advice would you give them that, you know, you're- I would say to reach out to people who are doing what you want to be doing eventually. Um, Cause it, those, those people know exactly how they got there. But I mean, art is so different in the way that everyone kind of has their own path. But I think the mo more information that you can gather from people that are doing things at least similar to what you want to be doing eventually, I think that that's the best way to go and a great starting point on next steps and getting your work out there. I mean, Insta like we're lucky to be in an era where we're, we can just post our work. I don't need to wait for someone else to show my work. I can show it myself whenever I want on Instagram. And I mean, I don't think like I wouldn't be able to do what I do without being able to have an online presence. No, I think IG is for artists. I really believe it. Yeah. I believe that's, I mean, that's what IG was originally for. Mm -hmm. It was for art, it was for free people making pictures outside. It's not for what it is now. Now it's like a whole different thing. <laughs> but I feel like that's originally what, and I hope it goes back that way. Yeah. Where you see people's art and artists and see what they're doing out there. Because what you're doing out here is amazing and you're breaking barriers, knocking doors down and doing some of the things that I'm just very impressed with. And Thank I'm, you. I'm honored to have you on the show because it's like, I was like, I, I got to get on the show. I got to get on the show. So, again, it's been six months of the making. So, I always do a quick speed round with everybody mm -hmm. on the show. And I'm not going to let you off the hook on that, okay? Since sure. you're a Baltimore girl, all right, we're going to kick it off with crabs or crab cakes. We got to go in. First question. Efficiency-wise, crab cakes. Okay. But, I mean, that's, who cares? I like right. the social aspect of crabs. That's so fun. That's a party. Snowballs or ice cream? Mm. See? <laughs> That's a hard one. See? Right, right. See? Uh. You got, I mean, egg custard, snowball, or ice cream where you got cookies and cream or whatever you like. I'm going to say snowball. Snowball okay. with marshmallow. Oh, yeah, marshmallow. But yeah. it's a really close one. It's a close one. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, then? Black raspberry. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I live very close to Be More Licks. So. Oh, yeah. Be More Licks is good. Yeah. Uh, shout out if you want me on the show. <laughs> on the show no. But um, we think uh, for a Super Bowl halftime show, which one of your favorite Super Bowl halftime shows? If you're... Rihanna. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. With the baby bump, with the baby oh, bump yeah. exposure. Oh, yeah. I like that. And the red outfit. That was dope. That yeah. was dope. Yeah. Chicken wings, flats or drums? Um, Boneless. Boneless. Okay, all right. All right. We'll, 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 we'll let you slide with that. Loose. Delia Foley's boneless. <laughs> oh, Delia Foley's. Oh, you went old school. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's good wings, actually. Yeah. I like that place. Branch or blue cheese? Branch. Old Bay or Honey Old Bay? Ooh. Honey Old Bay. Yeah, Honey Old Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where can people find you on your website, IG, TikTok, and all that good stuff? Uh, my Instagram is E-M-M-E-C-H-I-L-D-S, Emmy Childs, because a lot of people call me Emmy, and I made my Instagram back in high school. Um, my website is www.emmachildsart.com. 
right. Are you on TikTok? Are you TikTok? And are you the last person? I'm a scroller, but uh, I don't, I don't you, post. You, you, are you like? Account. Are you the person scrolling? Yeah, like? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you said so you told me a little before you not got nothing going on really. 2025, 2024 right now, planned yet? Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, where can people if they want to get all so they can get a hold of you through IG? Yeah. Is that the best I way? I post everything I'm up to on Instagram. Um, yeah. And if anyone wants to visit the studio, if you're local, you're welcome to come view the work in person. And yeah. I mean, folks, she'll be on Creative Morton's this Friday coming up. This, this episode will come out afterwards. She's doing some amazing things, big things. Shout out to you for hanging out. Thank you for allowing us to hang out to this beautiful studio. Thanks for this, coming. This has been an amazing interview. I'm so excited. And what I would love to do is the next show or any of the event you have, I would interview you before that. Talk. Yeah, or maybe do a Kitty Pumphrey. Like, we used to get a round That'd table of artists and just hang out and just talk. And yeah. Drink beers and have a video recorded of it and just talk about life and like art and what do you guys see going next, you know? Good idea. I'm in. All right. Well, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Folks, love, peace.